Hey everyone, Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. We got a guest coming back for a second round, our good friend, Agostino. Agostino Pintus, how are you doing today, my friend? Man, I'm charged up. I'm awesome. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very, very well. So Agostino is is kind of a world traveler, world resider. He's been in, lived in Canada for a long time, now resides in lovely Ohio. And that's where he focuses his investing. He's a multifamily investor. He's also getting into development deals. He's got a very interesting, very exciting development project on the go. And we're going to touch today a little on triple net leases because we've all heard of that, but not everybody understands exactly what that means. So Agostino, tell us a little bit about transitioning from buying multifamily properties into getting into development deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think for, for many of your listeners that they're probably doing single family, multifamily, like the same thing I did, right? And the same thing I'm still doing. I'm still doing those deals today. I'll tell you though, that one thing that I've realized is that it's, it's a great starting point. And I think that for many of the people that might follow on Facebook, might listen to another podcast, they, they're doing it in a big way and they're very, very successful. And I'm not mad at doing syndications or, or multifamily by any, in any stretch. I, I still love that business. But that is just the beginning. There is so much more aside from doing multifamily syndications. And another big aspect, and I consider this like the next level stuff, some next level stuff is doing development. So in our case, it's trying to find buildings that need a lot of help. And maybe it's a historical redevelopment. Maybe there's you know, something of that element there. And we take it and we do a conversion from office, for instance, to multifamily. That's one of the deals that we're doing right now in downtown Cleveland that well, we're going to be kicking off here soon. It's just that. Now, what you're going to find with these development type projects is that they are far more lucrative a little more risky. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's not it's not like a, a slam dunk, so to speak, with a multifamily deal that's properly underwritten and, and performing. But with, with development, there's always, it's a different level of risk. But with the right team, with the right people at your side, you can mitigate that risk, right? And, and, and when I say team, it's not just your, you and your partner, but it's also the people that are putting the, the deal together, your financing, your your contractors, your maybe you have a developer assistant that really knows the ins and outs of locating the deals, working with the sellers, but then also post-acquisition, getting the marketing out there so you can you can share with the world how how you've done with the asset and what you've done and, and get it get it leased up. It's a whole different setup. It's a whole different thing. But to me, far more exciting. I love that well, stuff. So just for a quick sec here, Agostino. So what would be the difference between a development deal and a redevelopment deal? And because it almost sounds to me, and, and I could be completely mistaken, I often am. It almost sounds like what you're doing, taking a an office building and transforming it into an apartment building. You've already got the structure existing. You're not probably tearing the whole thing down. You're just kind of right. redeveloping it. As, so yes, on on what what that is. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it is. You know, we're, we're taking this, this asset and we're redeveloping it and repositioning it into multifamily. So for instance, the Rockefeller building in downtown Cleveland. Now, Dave, this was John D. Rockefeller's 
hang out. This is where he worked every single day. He, this is where he built his empire is at this property. That's amazing. And so when, when was it first built? It was built in 19, it was completed in 1904. So it's over a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> and this, and how many stories is it? It is 17 stories. So that, and, I mean, back in 1904, that was a skyscraper by, by any stretch of the imagination, right? Exactly. Exactly. It was a skyscraper. And I'll tell you what, on the very top floor, right? Instead of having offices overlooking the city, there are 37 safes, 37 walk-in safes. These rooms are enormous, right? I imagine this is where Rockefeller kept all of his money. I'm not really sure. But crazy. So, and if you're not familiar with who Rockefeller was, you've heard the name. He was the, I believe he was the wealthiest man in the world for a while, if not way up there. I'm pretty sure he was the richest. No, he was, he was, he was the richest man on the planet. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. And so, so that's the one you're working. That's the one you're working on. All right. So you got a, you got a building that's 115, 116 years old, 17 stories since John D moved out. <laughs> God knows how many years ago, what, 50, 60 years ago, probably at least. Probably, yeah. Well, you could say that. that it's probably more than that. Yeah. I, I mean, he spent some time in Ohio and then eventually moved to New York where, of course, you have the Rockefeller Center down there in New York City. But for the longest time, this was his home. I mean, this, this, this building has a very, very rich history where it fell out of the Rockefeller family. It was sold off. And eventually, the Rockefellers got upset with, it, with the owners at that time. They bought the building back. <laughs> they, put, they put their name back on there and put it into the deed that the building cannot have its name changed. So forever, as long as that building is standing there, it's going to be called the Rockefeller Building. Which, well, I mean, that's, that name is gold. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to change the name for sure. Right. Who'd want to change that? Ridiculous, yeah. right? So what's it been for the last God knows how many years? What, what's it been used as? It's, it's been an office. It's okay. been an office. So I think part of it, you know, Dave, is that downtown Cleveland has, uh, I'd say, I don't know. It's over at least at least five or six years. The past five or six years has been going through a resurgence, right? A lot of money has been coming back into the city, mainly by Cleveland Clinic. There's a lot of food and beverage companies that are down there. They're relocated down there. Sherwin Williams was moving their headquarters there. So all this money is coming into the city, and there's a big revitalization that's taking place. But prior to that. I mean, there's nothing going on down there, like nothing. <laughs> it was terrible. You wouldn't want to be down there. And so the current owners, they bought this property a very long time ago, 50, 60 years ago. They've owned this property. And they just sat on it. You know, they, they, uh, it's, it's, leased out by, it's leased out primarily as office, but it's only 50% occupied. You know? mm. so, but it's, you know, if you can imagine what a rich, rich history that this, this place has, it's just, uh, it's amazing, just amazing property. Yeah, so I know it's early, kind of early on, but what is your vision for this property? Because I've got a, I've got an image in my head of a 17 story, hundred and some year old office building. What are you going to be transforming that into? I would imagine that you're going to keep the exterior fairly classic, but you're going to be completely revamping the the inside. What what does that look like in your mind's eye? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, the exterior has to remain the same. And I'll tell you why. There's we have we, we get we're getting some some federal tax credits. We're also getting some we're getting what's called a PACE loan. We're getting other loans from, from the state to help offset the costs 
of the build out. And whenever you do that, whenever you get these historical tax credits and, and things of that nature, you have to maintain the historical integrity of the building, right? Even down to the windows, you can't just up and change the windows. And if you do change the windows, it has to match in terms of the color scheme and everything else like that, that was, that was there previously. Right. So for the most part, the exterior, it's going to be cleaned up. It's going to look really, really nice. It'll, it'll look like it was the day it was built, basically, as far as exterior is concerned. The interior is where the big changes are going to take place, yeah. where we are, we're going to have the lowest level is going to be primarily, the first floor rather, is going to be restaurants, food, that kind of thing. Then we're going to have the next three floors, they're going to be office. And then the remainder is going to be 430 plus apartments. That's how big this place is. This place is over 300,000 square feet. How much is it? Over 300,000 square feet. Wow. Wow. So, okay, it's not 17 stories, but it sounds like it's pretty, it, it occupies a fair size footprint. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's shaped like a giant E, right? So it lends very, very well to to that makeup of, of units, basically ones, twos, and some studios. Now, the, the reason why we, we set it up this way is because literally across the street, Sherwin-Williams is moving their headquarters, like right across the street from the asset. There is currently a parking lot. They've already bought the parking lot. They're converting it to a giant a giant headquarters, basically. It's gonna, they're going to have 6,000 people in this headquarters. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now speaking, speaking of parking lots, this building was built when it was still horse and buggies, for crying out loud. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is parking going to look like in this? What are the options for parking? Well, I'll tell you what. There's actually two surface lots that come with the asset. Okay, nice. And then there's also a garage on the property as well. Now, the garage, it's also on the historical registry, right? The National Historical Registry. The garage itself is, you know, it's, it's very, very old. It's not really safe. It's quite small by today's standards, but it's still a structure and it's still there. It's on the historical registry, as I said. So you can't just go ahead and tear something down when it's on the historical registry, right? So we're going to have to take some, either some special precautions as to how we're going to handle that. We're not entirely sure how we're going to handle it just yet, but something is going to get done with it just because it's, it's not really safe. And we have to just figure out what to do with it, you know, but, but you're absolutely right. I mean, when you look at this garage back when it was built, I mean, it was a big garage <laughs> by today's standards. It's tiny. It's tiny, you know? So, but fortunately, what we're going to have this, we're going to have two big lots as part of the asset and it's going to drive some really good income for the property as a whole. So it's just going to be remarkable. It's going to be remarkable. So that's exciting stuff, Augustino. Yeah. So, so the, the the bottom floors are going to be kind of retail, restaurant, you know, that kind of thing, or the, the bottom floor level. Next three floors, next three levels are going to be office areas as well. And then the top, the rest of it's going to be all, four. did you say 400, over 400 apartments? Over 400 apartments, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, so what, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is the anticipated time frame for getting this property turned around? And then what's, what's your long-term plan for? Yeah, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a 24-month build. I mean, it's going to take a little bit to do it. But fortunately, the contractors we partnered with, they do this kind of stuff. They do, they specialize in historical restorations oh, and, cool. and build-outs. So for them, it's old hat. They'll, they'll, they're going to get it done. That part I'm not worried about. So that's the last thing I'm worried about. You know, but long-term, I would love to hand this off to my to my son at some point. 
don't know if it's feasible, <laughs> but it'd be nice to do that. But, but for me, this is like, this is like a trophy asset, you know? And, and I think for, for many of your listeners out there that maybe they're, you know, maybe they have a, a thousand units, 2000 units, or even more. It's at that point that, that usually some of these people start thinking, you know, I want to take down an elephant. I want to go after something really, really big, you know? And, and I've been very, very fortunate that this deal, I was able to line it up. Very, very pleased with how it's going so far. I, mean, I, can't, I can't wait to really kick off the actual development side of things. It's going to be amazing, amazing stuff. Oh. But, but you know what, though, Dave, I'll tell you, I think to me, it becomes the, the natural progression is you do some of this, some of the multifamily stuff, and then you start building, wanting to build your own. I found that... For many of the more successful guys out there, that's what they're doing. I mean, there's exceptions like Grant Cardone, for instance, he doesn't do any of that stuff. He only buys A-class assets. He's playing a very different game. And of course, the big hedge fund people, you know, they don't really do that stuff. But I'm saying some of the, some of the, the people here, even here locally, they might have 10,000 units, but a large portion of that, they either redeveloped or they did some ground up development. Right. But development is certainly a key aspect, it seems, for many of these, these people that get into multifamily and, and after they're doing it for a while. It's kind of like a next level, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Augustino, time flies when we're having fun. We were going to talk a little bit about triple net leases and all that kind of stuff, but we aren't going to have time for that on this interview. But, you know, I'm sure you have piqued the curiosity of a lot of our listeners if people want to find out more about you and, and perhaps reach out to you, I believe you offer some, some training and, and coaching and that sort of stuff as well around multifamily investing. That's so right. What, that's right. Tell us a little bit about that and how people can reach out to you. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have, we do coaching on multifamily and, and to me, I try to, I always do I always try to do things as, as comprehensive as I possibly can. That's just how I do things. And I always put out good stuff. At least I like to think so anyway. So we have an online course that we do. And as I said, very, very comprehensive. You go through that, you can pretty much be ready for just about anything. Then we also do a live, a live course as well. One-on-one even is, is available too. So, but if anybody wants to reach out, bulletproofcashflow.com is the best way to go. That's on the website. You can also hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on, on Instagram, DM me. I love hearing from people and I always get back to you. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things I love hearing from people. Awesome. Well, my friend, congratulations on this jewel in your crown. I am super excited for you. I can't wait to see how this turns out. So we'll definitely have to interview you with some visuals before, during, and after type pictures of this whole process, because I just can't wait to see how it turns out. Man, I can't wait for it. To, I can't wait to see it either. <laughs> yeah, exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I always appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All the best with your ventures. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book, right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. 
Take care.